0: On this brand new, highly charged episode of the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast, we're talking about the Kang, LeBron James making his way to Los Angeles, California. We're getting into Dr. Pimple Popper. We're talking about the ridiculous service times that they give you when somebody's coming to fix your shit. And of course, we're talking Ohio State football and all the controversy that surrounds it. I am the voice of the city. They call me Boogie. The Hollywood University Stereo Podcast starts right now. California, what is your dream? Everybody's got a dream when they come to Hollywood. Shout out to all my incoming freshmen, homecoming queens, prom kings, and of course those class clowns. If you're hearing my voice for the first time, congratulations, level up. But understand this, this is the place where dreams come to die, because everybody ain't going to make it. But since when have you been everybody? When have they referred to you as everybody? This is the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. I am the voice of the city. They call me Boogie. That's E-W-F in the background. Earth, wind, and fire. It's one of the many anthems of this city. How you feel about yourself? If you're on your way, come on. If you're here, welcome to the. Stereo Podcast. Of course, I am he. They call me Boogie. let am jump right into it. Moving forward. If I'm paying you for a service, and for whatever reason, the service that I'm giving you money for, stop working. I don't care what's wrong with it. If it stop working and I'm giving you money, you got to come fix it on my time. Is nine to five. Somebody will be there between nine and five. That's a whole business day. You trying to so some? I'm I'm supposed to take off work so you can come fix the cable? No, hell no. The 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 work is how I'm able to pay for the cable. I'm not gonna take off the work so you can come fix the shit that I'm paying you for. No, nope, no. Nope. You gotta come after seven. And if I want to go watch a movie, and get some dinner, you're going to have to come after eight. That's how it should be. Can't hold me hostage. You, you choose pick and choose when, when, when the Wi-Fi go really give me some speed. And when you gonna trickle it off and it's supposed to be all you can eat with the Wi-Fi. I ain't stupid. I ain't stupid. You ain't, you ain't, I feel like you ain't got as much Wi-Fi capability as you say. Because it seems like my shit be pew. And then whenever I feel like I didn't use the allowance, even though it's supposed to be all you can eat, that shit be running slow. I got to turn the phone on, airplane mode, turn it back off, delete all the other apps. Now, this is supposed to be all you can eat. Wi-Fi. Cable. And if something wrong with what I'm giving you money for. How you going to tell me that, you know, you're going to have to be there between nine and five? Nine to ten, ten to eleven, eleven to twelve, twelve to one, one to two, two to three, three to four, four to five. So you telling me that in eight hours you can't give me no solid time? And what time you gonna be here to fix the shit that I already gave you this brand for? You can't give me. nine and five. Nigga, that sounds like you just gonna you gonna come when when you know when you get here you'll get here. That's what that shit sound like. And I don't like that. So moving forward, you you got to come. We need to petition or boycott. Oh, yeah, I ain't going to boycott. So we need to petition. We need to do something. I started off. I like making phone calls. Put my white voice on. Can't talk like this when you're making a phone call about some shit that somebody supposed to be doing. Because, you know, I just feel like they, they blow it off. So I got to, hey, how are you? You good? i do it. Got to get my point across. 95 what's happening? Summertime is almost over. Did you have fun? What did you do? Y'all know I had to hit up the fair. I love the fair. Shorty Shorty told me, she asked me, she said, "Uh, you want to go see Morris Day and the Time at the fair? Hell yeah, I want to go see Morris Day and the Time at the fair. Now, soon as she said at the fair, she said the Orange County Fair. Y'all know how I feel about the Orange County Fair. Now, in my mind, I'm going, that's peculiar. That they would book Morris Day and the time to play the Orange County Fair? But I ain't say nothing. It's like, that's, that's gonna be fun. You know? We head on out to the fair. Now, I got questions. I need to know certain things. Now, do you... Love that you got the tickets. But do we have to pay to get into the fair if we've got tickets to the concert at the fair? And Morris Day and the Time is playing at the Orange County Fair. She said, no, I don't think so. I think we just good. So I said, okay. So we drive all the way out to the Orange County Fairgrounds. We park the car. It's mad crowded, of course. My mind, still going. It's weird that they would have Morris Day and the Time playing the Orange County Fairgrounds. Now, if you ever seen a movie... Purple Rain, go watch that shit. It's a Prince film. It's called Purple Rain. It's going to do something to you. Anyway, Morris Day and the time. Morris Day was the rival band to Prince's band. And they was cold. They couldn't fuck with Prince, but they they did their thing, right? And in the movie, Morris was funny. He had energy. I'm going to make you love me. Like, he had classic, iconic lines. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to see Morris Day and the time. I ain't never been there. I ain't never seen him... lie, you know? So as we're walking up to the fair, I'm looking around. You know, when you're going to see a, a like an old school black man, you just know it's certain things that you're going to see, you know? You're going to see a couple black dudes with their straw hat on, they linen pants, they, they linen out. Everybody got a paddle linings on. parent linen, Call it the paddle linings. Everybody got something on. And I'm not, I'm not seeing it. And in my mind, I can't really see the Orange County Fair having that kind of concert. But I'm, I'm with it. We walking. So as we walk through, you know, this parking lot to cross the street to get to the next parking lot where the fair really is. Like I said, it was crowded. We had to park kind of a ways. I see kind of people working there. You know, me, I'm always finna ask. My mom used to always say, don't be scared to ask nobody. So I'm asking questions. So I see a couple little parking attendants sitting over there. So I say, hey, we go this way towards the green gate. For the concert, they said, yeah, just head, just head that way. And you could tell they was ready to get off so they wasn't really exuberant with the answer. You just go over there, that way, bring it. So we keep walking. And as I'm walking, you know, the concert started at like 7. Obviously, it's going to be opening acts. So in my mind, it's only like, it's like 7.45, maybe 8. So I'm still not seeing it. I'm glad this is more Day at the time. I ain't see. I'm like, we, we, do, we, we. We're the, we the, we the last ones getting here? Right? So I ask. As we keep walking, we keep walking. I'm committed. So we still walking towards where they say we're going. I see a couple more people that work here, and I ask them, I say, say, uh, you guys know who's playing at the concert? And one guy goes, two guys. And one guy goes, I'm not sure. The other white guy, two white guys, the other white guy goes, I've seen a lot of people with Beatles shirts on. Right there. Huh? Ah, nah. Now, he didn't even have to say if they was black, Latin, or white. You just immediately know you ain't finna see a bunch of black people wearing Beatles attire. Do you ever wear? Now, you can get somebody in Hollywood or a kid or somebody trying to be, you know, you know, with a cool little bitch's t-shirt. You might say Beatles. I feel like I had one. But going to the fair or going to a concert, what concert is a bunch of black people going to wearing Beatles gear? So I immediately look at Shorty and I'm like, Are you sure Moore's Day and the Time are playing here? And she's like, Yeah, pulls out her phone and it said, She goes, Right here, the Orange County Funk Fest. Not the Orange County Fair, the Orange County Funk Fest. So no problem. She's like, Oh man, I can't believe it. I'm like, Hey, don't, don't, hey, listen, we're going to see Moore's Day and the Time, right? So I said, well, "Where's this at?" She gives me an address. I type it in the ways. We go back to the car. We got good parking too. The, the parking was kind of far away, but what we did, it was, it was. We had a great spot. Walk back to the car, jump in the car, and we head on. We on our way to the to the. It was the the, the where the where the uh, the ducks play. The Anaheim Ducks play. We on our way there. We get there now. Couple things. I'm really excited because. I'm remembering how Moore's day and the time was in the movie. Now, this movie was like 30 years ago, 50, I don't know, I'm tripping. It's like it, was, it was some years ago, right? So, I'm excited going, I mean, this, this finna, you know, he finna, he, ah, got the dude on, he finna do the thing. Oh, he, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready for it. Now, when we get there, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing we're late. So I'm noticing there ain't no parking, right? But the parking that they do have right in the front is for people that have suites, right? A suite at this arena. Now, me putting one and one together, I immediately know, okay, if you got seasoned suites for the Anaheim Ducks hockey team, chances are you ain't going to see Moore's Day at a Time at the Funk Fest. I'm just, just, just throwing it out there. I'm just just, just throwing it out there. I don't really feel like, not to mention, the spots are open. These are open spots, and the concert started a little while ago, well, about an hour and a half ago. So if the spots are still open, I don't really feel like, mm, so let's just park here. We park there. We go in, get some food, got to get some food. Soon as we walk in, I immediately go, "Okay, where we at?" Now, the reason that I'm on some "Okay, where we at?" is because all I see messages. Now, remember, I'm not from LA. I'm from Ohio. I moved to LA in 2001. I was in Hollywood and the LA area. That's it. That's why I was audition, throwing the party, go home. Go shopping. You might go over here to go shopping somewhere over here. Go shopping. But I wasn't really, I don't know what's the wrong hood. I don't know what's the bad hood. You know what I mean, I don't know what color this. I don't know none of this shit. So when I get out here, we I see all these Mexicans, and I mean, they was Mexicans. They had on button-ups, flannels, and I mean they was out there like that. Now in my mind. I'm glad I ain't got on no colorful shit. I almost of my red bands because I'm thinking we're going to the Orange County Fair. There's no color restrictions there. You can wear whatever you want. You got an orange hat with a green bill? Wear that shit. You can wear whatever you want. Now when we get to the Orange County Funk Fest and we get in here and I see who here I'm glad I wore my black bands not my red bands. I'm glad I wore that. I'm just Thanking myself that I am glad I ain't wear whoo, good thing I didn't. And it's from Miho to OG in here. Everybody in here, right? Now you see a couple black people, but we sprinkled out like some fucking chips in a chocolate chip cookie. It ain't we ain't. ain't. This, this this is clearly day shit. So we get in. We get our food, we go all the way up to our seats. And the only thing around us is messy. Now, here's the key. It's gotta be kinda cool. The place is packed. And Club Nouveau played. Uh, uh, uh. The Barcage. The dance band. It was lit. That shit was banging. But I'ma tell you something. When Evelyn Champagne King came out there Ooh, she shut the shit down. Oh, you make my love come down. She sing that song. All the way. She she came out there, and I mean, everybody jumped up and was dancing. That shit was off the chain, right? Now, she came on after Club Nouveau. No, no, she came. Club Nouveau came on, then the dad's band came on. They was rocking. They did their thing. Club Nouveau did their thing, too. Dance band came on, did they thing. Then Cheryl Evelyn Evelyn Champagne King came on after that. Now at this point, the party is going up. I'm in my mind. I'm like, I, I can't believe it. We just stumbled onto some shit. We up in here, right? Everybody up dancing. This shit was off the chain, right? Everybody singing the shit. Then all of a sudden, as we get closer to the headliner which is Moore's Day the Time, the shit started turning kind of whack. When the Bar Caves came out, it was trash. I mean, it literally went from banging to it felt like we went to a church concert that had a group of old dudes from back in the day dressed in church suits. I'm coming up on a side of the mountain. That's what it felt like. It just kind of went like, what What just just happened? Well, hold on. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is a terrible choice for the lineup position. I'm I'm literally saying this to show you, like, yo, they should have had Evelyn Champagne King come on right before Moore's Day. Like, I'm really adamant about this. Then it was time for Morris Day And again, I'm still going off of the movie, what they looked like when I saw it as a kid. Not thinking. Not thinking. It's years later. mm, mm, mm. Morris came out there and I was disappointed. Cause you just I dunno, he didn't he didn't have it anymore. And you it wasn't just me. Like you just saw the energy in the room deflate as it got closer and closer to more. She just saw people kind of like, oh damn, that was cool though. It was like that. And once he came out, I realized. Why they had Evelyn Champagne King and Club Nouveau and the Jazz Band and them. And and I realized why they was early. Because if they would have came on right before Morris, nope, there was no way him as the headliner was going to let Evelyn Champagne King come on and do her thing thing like she did right before he come on stage. No, 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 no. He needed... He needed the twelve disciples or whoever the other dudes was that came on before him. He needed them to come out and really stink up the joint, if you would. I love music. I, I, y'all, anybody know me? I love music. All kind of music, hip hop, house, gospel. I love music, classical, drum and bass. They, they call it EDF, I, I like music world music I like music and when I go see a show live entertain me and at the first half, all oh, we was up in there bouncing, and this is how I knew this is how I knew, I tell y'all before, I'm judgmental as hell, you gotta kinda be judgmental in order to secure your safety everybody ain't cool so I, you know, I was in Noticing that it wasn't, it was this might not be my kind of event, my kind of event, you know, sonically, but not my kind of gathering. Like, I might not be invited to this shit until the music started. And I looked across the aisle and down here and over here, and everybody that didn't look like me, they looked like me when they was up like this. We was dancing and slapping five and singing this shit together. It was off the chain. And that was a moment. We was having a moment together. That music will give you and provide you that moment like this. For real. And I love moments. I remember years ago, I came, I got a 66 Bronco that's clean. 66 was the first year they started pushing them joints out for Bronco. My jaw is clean. I call her Sunny. I remember mean, one day I'm rolling down the street, bumping that m 2 Y'all know M-Tune, they say Juicy Fruit. Biggie Smalls turned it into Juicy. The original was by a group called m 2 M-T-U-M-E, and the song was called Juicy Fruit. I'm bumping that, and I come riding down the street, and I pull up to a light, and at the light on the corner is a, is a uh, Mexican dude, and he's selling waters. got his cooler right there, and he's selling waters. When I pulled up, I looked over and he just started singing that shit. He was singing that shit and dancing to it was so cool that other people around me started blowing a horn at him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that music thing will take you there every time. I love it. So we had a good time at the open. Oh, listen, uh, yeah, we left early. Morris, Morris gave us all we could have handle. And we was good, cause you know, think about it. We was in our mind, we was thinking, okay, we gonna hit the the concert and it come out and get right into the funnel cakes and the frog legs. Y'all know how we do. But it, it was it wasn't that. So once it was over, meaning not the concert, but we had heard enough of what Morris was doing, we we left. We got out of there. Yo, um, oh, check this out. Stumbled across a show. Um, I don't really remember what network it was on, maybe like TLC or something like that. And I had heard somebody talk about it, but for some reason I thought, I thought it was on like something different. I thought it was like on Netflix. And when I stumbled across it, I'm sitting at the crib eating some garlic edamame, put some sweet and sour sauce on it, shuffled it up real nice. A couple dabs of cayenne pepper just to give it to, <coughs> in <coughs> your folk, you know, you got to have it, <coughs> don't really hit you in your mouth it hit you in that, <coughs> So I put some of that was, you know, kind of with the edamame, you know, I I like to press it, pressurize it until it pop out the the, the pod and chew it up right there. So I don't know how the TV just stopped on this channel, but uh, I got right to a point where this little Asian lady was over somebody and she was just squeezing and this, this, small city that popped out of this dude's face had me like, I call it the Jorge's. You know, when you Jorge. Jorge. Right there. Started doing that. Started dry heaving. Immediately. But I couldn't turn the channel. Couldn't believe it. Because she didn't have a name. for so She wasn't calling it pimples, zits, or whiteheads. She was calling it something that started with an L. Oh, this is a life of something. I don't know what it was called. She was, and the people that were coming in you know, you think you might have a pimple? You think you might have some shit? Oh, no. She had some folks coming in that office that had some growth. I mean, one dude came in and said he had something that he, he considered his side boob. And when he showed it, he had a right on his side that looked like a, a, a boob. And he called it a C cup. And, you know, you could tell he was joking about it a lot because it probably made him feel a certain way. So he was really jokey, jokey about it. Had the one-liners like that every time. So, you know, just say, "Oh, I call it your But when he, when she removed that shit, you could see his emotion. He teared up. You know, and I guess you know that would feel a certain way if you lived with some. He said he lived with it for like 20 years. Just growth on the side of his body that was the, the size of a, 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 a C cup breast. It was tough. It was a good show, though. Another girl came in, and I know a couple black dudes that could hit this spot. Girl came in and had some keloids on her ear. Now, I know some brothers that back in the day, you know, they got their ear pierced and it didn't really take right. So now they got them big-ass keloids on the back of their ear. You know somebody like that, too. Well, this one girl went in, and uh, she, had, she had them on both ears. And She had gotten used to wearing headbands around her head, you know. And she said, you know, when she started dating guys... You know, she knew it was only a matter of time before the dude was like, yo, what's up with all the headbands? You got a headband for every color? Every day of the week? What's up? What's up with you? you got ears or not? So she said she would have to get to a point where she showed them you know, what was under the headband and they would see the, the things and she said she could just see it immediately just to change in, in their, their vibe towards her. So she had just kind of given up. Another girl, younger lady had right on her, the crack of her ass. She had one. That motherfucker looked like a tail. Not like a not like a full fledged tail. You know how sometimes you see a Rottweiler. A lot of y'all might not notice, but you know how you see a Rottweiler and he got that little nub. He ain't supposed to have that little nub. It's supposed to be flat. So if you ever see a Rottweiler with no tail at all, that's a good tail clip to cut clip, clip job, job Right? But she had the little nub like the the Rottweiler would have. She had like one of them. Right? So she would have to wear certain clothes so that you know you couldn't see that little tail from you know through her clothes. And she hadn't given it a name. I think she named it Katie or something like Lizzie or something like that. Had a best friend that was really always looking out for her. You know, we look at her and go, okay, yeah, Lizzie, yeah, you can't see Lizzie. So when they got a chance to remove that from her, just imagine the weight that that probably, you know, just came off her body. Just knowing that you ain't got that piece of meat in the back of your ass no more, you know. That had to be tough. Pretty good show. Really good show, actually. I like the doctor because she came across like a real person. She didn't come across like, you know, a doctor. You know, she was cool people. Asian lady, maybe. I ain't going to put no years on her. I ain't going to do that to her. But it was a good show. Now, I've been, I've been waiting to get into this topic. Actually, no. Let's let's start with this L.A. LeBron shit first. Now, here's the thing, Lakers fans. I'm going to give y'all a minute to turn this up. All my Laker fans turn this up. All my Kobe fans turn this up. I'm going to give y'all a minute. It's the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. It's Boogie talking about it. Have a listen if you'd like. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Turn on your notifications. The whole thing. I appreciate you. I can look in the camera and say that too. But you felt me. Laker fans. Kobe fans. Listen. I've been here since y'all... Can't say y'all since we now, I can say we now. Since we won last in the early two thousands. I was my boy Samaki Walker was on the squad. Shout out Samak. And I've been here for the years after. We ain't won shit. Now, I'm gonna give you a foreword. This is the first year that I'm really a Laker fan. And it's all because of LeBron. We'll get to that in a minute. So for me to be here and see the team ain't been shit. Ain't been no hype around it. That Laker fever ain't here like it was when I first got to the city. For me to see that and to know before Kobe retired, he was talking that trade me shit. You know, just to see that. To get to a place where you get the greatest player in the world. On the squad. How dare you be out vandalizing murals and all that kind of shit. What you talking about, dope? You tripping. Y'all act like homeless people outside a restaurant. Homeless people, period. You ever had a homeless person ask you for some change and you say, I ain't got no change but you can have this food. I ain't even touch it. They actually brought it. I lost my appetite. You can have a whole thing of steak and some mashed potatoes and they look at you and say, I don't eat steak or, I don't want that shit. You look at them immediately are you ungrateful motherfucker you that's how I feel about Laker fans right now that's how I feel about Laker fans I'm using quotes right now that's how I feel about y'all they ain't had shit for years Lonzo Ball's ass came to the team that was some old horse shit didn't matter y'all had Laker fans for years telling me telling me this. Time. I mean, for years I was telling people why LeBron was better than Kobe For years, shout out to Jack and Georgia, Platinum Motorsports. Y'all didn't hear talk. For years, I've been telling y'all why LeBron was better than Kobe. And Laker fans, they didn't want to hear that shit. Kobe fans didn't want to hear that shit back then. They didn't want to hear it. Now, when he got a chance to do and come to the Lakers with all the accomplishments, open the school, we ain't even going to go there. Just athletic type of shit. Now, he got a chance to come to the Lakers. Y'all feel a certain way? How you sound? You sound stupid. That's how you sound. What, you thought Lonzo Ball was finna do something? Come on! We all know somebody in the hood that shoot like that. That nigga ain't in the league. Gotta give it up to LeVar Ball. He talked that hot shit. He talked that hot shit so much that he got his son in the league. We ain't no shit about his son until he started running his mouth. And he almost, that nigga almost had us on the, on the, on the middle of the two. Almost. He almost had us. Uh, not me. Y'all. I don't give a fuck because niggas is trash. Lakers was trash. So now that LeBron is here. People used to always say "Boo, you ain't mad that LeBron went to Miami. Then he went back to Ohio. Now Man, what? I left Ohio too. Sometimes you got to go through it to get to it. You might have to hop, skip and jump. I left Youngstown. Went from Youngstown to Columbus. Went from no, went... actually Went from Youngstown to Sandusky, Cedar Point. Then went from Cedar Point to Ohio Ohio State Campus, Columbus, Ohio, represent. And then from there, came out to La La Land. You gotta figure this shit out. I'm trying to win. Yeah, I was doing... I, I did a film when I was in Columbus. But I knew you can only get to... You can only... For what I was trying to do. So yeah, I understood. Now, to me, I always, master plan for LeBron is in order for him to purchase the Lakers one day he's gonna have to play for them that's the only way the buses Jeannie and her brother will ever feel comfortable selling it to Just just, we talk about the long game here people now to go and play for these folks while you still the number one player in the world come on and you got Laker fans out here talking shit for years, the Lakers ain't done shit. Shit. We didn't even know if they, Jeannie and her brother wasn't talking. Like, it was dysfunctional. No, Magic came in, got the LeBall, the, the LeBall guy. Now here come LeBron. And y'all have the audacity to be spray painting and vandalizing over murals? Like homeless people. Homeless dude ask you for some change. You say I ain't going to give you no change, but I go in here, grab you, you know, get you something to eat, buy you something to eat, get you something to drink. And that nigga look at you like, yeah, I'm cool. Ungrateful ass. Now you assume it all because you want to do that shit to get some drugs. You just LeBron is in L.A. and for the first time ever, I am a Laker fan. I'm a LeBron fan through and through first time I'm ever going to purchase some Lakers paraphernalia, some merch. Going to be this year. 17 years it took me to do it. I had Miami gear. I had Cleveland gear. And now, listen, I had one of my boys from Ohio talk about he should have took a hometown discount, stayed in fucking Columbia, or Cleveland. What? You don't have no equity in the Cavs quick Quicken Loans or Quicken Loans Arena. Hometown discount for what? No. Man, listen. Don't ever forget that shit that the owner said. Don't ever forget that in your life. Traitor. The only person that can consider LeBron a traitor is LeBron. Because he feels a certain way about how he allowed that dude to talk that hot shit and then he still came back and made him more money. Made him more money. He, he, he can say he betrayed his own values for allowing that. Man, it's one thing to 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 feel a certain way about it. It's a whole nother thing to bloviate how you feel to the masses and have no problem with doing. It. To publish. Your thoughts of how you feel about me for everybody to see and have no problem with. That's that's a whole different conversation. So if I come back and decide to forgive you and fuck with you, man, you better not say shit ever except for thank you and how much. That's it. And lastly, since we're talking Ohioans in Ohio, I got to talk about the Ohio State University. Now, listen had a conversation with a couple people on my Facebook. They were trying to convince me that, you know, some people were saying Urban Meyer wasn't at fault. He shouldn't, he should be held accountable. Somebody even said as far as it, you know, he's not a babysitter. Oh, contrary, motherfucker. When he goes into these people's homes and, and, and tries to sell their family on why that kid should come and play football Ohio State University. Part of what he is doing is saying to these families, these parents, you can trust me to take care of your child. That's her baby. This nigga's getting ready to babysit. So for you to be like, oh, you know, if the assistant coach was beating his wife, that ain't Urban's business, fuck you, from, dog. Why would you want to employ somebody? Why would you want to have somebody training young men in a violent sport, right? Why would you want that person around these impressionable young men when you know that his values, his morals, ain't really what you trying to fuck with? See? But that's that's the same kind of shit we do when we know a dude that don't take care of his kids. We'll still hang out with that motherfucker. Why? We need to start ostracizing these types of people. Well, we don't. We make that shit seem like it's cool. He, he got three kids, four kids by three different women. He don't take care of them motherfuckers, none of them, but he always out popping bottles, shopping, hollering at new girls, taking new women out to eat, but he don't take care of his kids. But we allow that motherfucker to feel like he's cool. Why? You allow somebody to be cool with beating the shit out their wife, they pregnant wife. And you still employing them? You still telling them good job when they do shit good? You still got them a part of this family? This organization makes billions of dollars, and this dude is a part of that. And y'all folks sitting here like you, this could fuck up the season. If Irving gets fired, fuck the season. The season. We talk about real people. This woman. Now it's like, oh, you know, she had an alcohol problem and, oh, oh, that's what we doing? That's that's what we gonna do? I had somebody send me the whole police report accounting when she came to practices and she was drunk this time. The fuck you talking about? You trying to tell me that all that shit that you just sent me, that she did, made it okay for that nigga to put his hands on her? Then he gets on TV and... I mean, if you couldn't tell this motherfucker was lying just in that interview, you're an idiot. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I mean, we, we, it wasn't, it wasn't any of Urban's business. Like, you know, like, why, why would I tell him that if you ain't do shit, why didn't you tell him? Urban, fuck all that. Urban talk about, I knew the first time that it happened. You know, we got him at the first time that it happened. Wait a minute, so you're telling us the first time it happened, you went and told your boss? Okay, why is this nigga still, why you still fucking with old buddy? What that say about you, Irvin? This dude leaves his job for whatever reason, and fe- this ain't gonna go put his hands on his shorty? What you talking about, Willis? And his fans, this fandom shit, this fandom shit is too much. It's a, this fandom shit is too, it's one thing to wear the fucking t-shirt, it's one thing to have this autographed jersey, it's one thing to remember when Sean Springs did this and David Boston did and Maurice Corrett did, it's one thing to remember and recall all that shit, it's one thing to know what it smelled like and it felt like to be at the horseshoe on Saturday, it's one thing to know what Lane Avenue looked like, on the, it's one thing to know what before Michigan weekend, hot campus, it's one thing to remember and know all that shit, it's something completely different. When you talk about one of the coaches was regularly beating his wife's ass. What? Say something. I'm tripping. I'm wrong. Here's how I, ain't, I know I ain't wrong. When I was growing up, anybody that knows me, I lived in a duplex. Duplex. It was my work. My mama room, my room, one bathroom, a living room, and a kitchen. That was a crib. But you know how dumb my mama was? My mama had no problem allowing women that were in those physically abusive relationships, she allowed them to come stay with us. Now remember what I said. These women, they would come with their family. This woman might have two kids. This woman might have three kids. Remember what I told you? It was my room, my mama's room, and the living room. I had bunk beds. I'm the only child. So it worked out. So the kids basically would sleep in whatever bunk bed I wasn't sleeping in. Right? Now, just in this situation, I remember several times when those women that were staying with us, when the dude that they was kicking it with would show up to the crib, knocking on the door, causing shit. And guess who was standing in front, not letting that motherfucker in? My mama. My mama, you ain't coming in here. I don't give a fuck what you say. saying. You ain't coming in here. She don't want to talk to you. You ain't coming past me. Now, me as a little kid, I wasn't looking at it like, yeah, mama, yeah. I was scared. Because who is this grown man cussing at my mama, telling my mama what he finna do to her if she don't get out the way? I'm a little kid. Terrified. Didn't have a bunch of uncles and cousins like that that would come to the crib. And, nope. Wasn't like that. So I never knew where we was in danger or safety. But as I got older and where I'm at now, I saw what my mama was willing to do to ensure that this woman was not in that type of situation. And we ain't talk about a one-off. We t- I can name multiple people, families and their kids that are adults now can vouch for this shit. Stayed at the crib in Liberty. See, back when I, come, when I was coming up, Liberty was the spot. People that didn't live in Liberty was afraid to come too far down this one one street we had called Belmont. Because they knew, Liberty Police, pull your ass over. They know you ain't from there. So imagine these dudes coming down that strip to get to our crib to try to... You ain't coming to here. So when I see a dude like Urban Meyer with all this power. All this power. We ain't even going to talk about what he went through in Florida. But I see him with all this power. All these kids, national championships, all this bread coming in. You got a dude that you know is doing something like that, deplorable like that, and he's, you still rocking with him, bro? How that's your boy? That's your boy. You basically, that's your boy, my G. His grandpa's put you on, you put him on. Y'all, y'all got connects. You got to hold him more accountable than anybody because y'all got the closest connect. So when you find out that he, What? I ain't playing. I don't play that. I'm Ohio through and through. I fuck with the Buckeyes. Y'all know. I fuck with the Browns. I fuck with the fucking Indians. Y'all know that. All that. Boy, we, we, we take this fandom shit too far. LeBron James is allowed to leave a destination and go to a destination and get more money if that is his value. He's allowed to do that. Kevin Durant is allowed to do that. We are fans. We get too far into these people's lives but then when it really matters, nah, that ain't none of our business. This man ain't allowed to better his family put himself in a situation for after ball without us feeling a certain way. Kevin Durant's not allowed to do that. I don't give a fuck what team he went play for. They was giving up that bread and he was wanted? He was a viable asset to them? What? We want to jump all in their personal shit, celebrities' personal lives and this, but all of a sudden, when it comes to somebody putting his hands on his wife, and just because we like the team, we overlook that and go straight to fucking season. Fucking season's fucking done. Fuck the season. Fuck him too if he allowed this man to be in his staff under his tutelage knowing that this dude was doing something like that. Fuck all of them. I said it. It's the Hollywood University Stereo Podcast. I am not mad. I'm just talking to you. Don't let this fandom thing get to your head. We are all people. We are live, living beings. You're supposed to do what's best for you and yours. If the fans agree, cool. If they don't, so. Until next time, I holler at y'all. Stereo Podcast. I am the voice of the city. Remember, if nobody loves you, Boogie loves you. And it's always good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good gets better and your better gets best. The Hollywood University Stereo Podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.